my name is Shane Brody. I'm a trans man. I'm traveling around the U.S. talking to fellow trans people, non-binary people, gender non-conforming people, etc. Everybody under that uh, trans umbrella or, you know, affiliated, adjacent, whatever. Um, and we're talking about, like, identity, what's going on in the country, because there's a lot going on. Um, political beliefs religious beliefs if the, if that's important to somebody or if it's not you know that's that's sometimes interesting too um yeah legislation etc and i have a guest today and they're you know like i usually do they're going to introduce themselves in whatever way they feel comfortable yeah well hi i'm really honored to be here today and i wanted to say thank you yeah um appreciate it yeah we're um, in your home i love it i love it when people when uh, people invite me in their homes yes um Really glad to have you here. Yeah. Well, um, I am um, a 52-year-old intersex man, um, and I have um, a unique story mm. um, in that I was born male, mm. and then um, I had was born with several rare genetic diseases, Oh, and um, I had hypospadias, and I had shorty. And um, uh, they circumcised me on the eighth day because I was mm. born Jewish. Um, and um, at least how my mom and my grandmother told it to me, um, the hypospadias um, is a condition where um, your urethra just comes out a little bit mm. in, into the wrong spot instead of straight in the center. I see. And so then Jordy is a bent mm. and usually they allow it to just grow. And as the child grows, it becomes normal. Okay. But it was really bothering either my mom or my grandmother. And mm. so they decided to have surgery, oh. not knowing that my, on a baby, on a baby, mm. not knowing that my body produced a lot of scar tissue. Mm. So then that caused my urethra to, would that be off. called uh, keloiding? Do you, yes. keloid? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's like an overgrowth um, of scar tissue. Yeah. Yeah. That in, caused me to not be able to go to the bathroom. Oh, wow. That's an emergency right there. Yeah. And so mm. they did a surgery and then they had to do another one. Wow. <laughs> and um, at the age of three and a half, um, I'm told that they discovered that I was intersex. Oh. And then I had a right ovary and a right fallopian tube. Wow. And they thought I might have something called De La Chapelle syndrome. Okay. And so um, they decided um, that I was a girl. Okay. Um. <laughs> so after having many surgeries on your um, penis. Yeah. And having and, and mm -hmm. being fully male, having yeah. a penis, having testes. Yeah. Um, then they decided that you were female. Yeah. Hmm. And my stepdad told me, he goes, all I can tell you is the doctor said you were a girl. Mm. And so... Um, we just listened to the doctors. So it was the doctors that made this decision because you had a fallopian tube and an ovary. Huh. Okay. And supposedly um, it was supposed to be easier for me because they were concerned about um, having um, the catheter and mm. me being a child. But that doesn't excuse mm. what happened to me. Yeah. And, of course, everybody in the small town that I grew up in knew that I was born a boy. Right. And so... Um, and that's... Is it, was that here in Oklahoma? No, that was in Indiana. Okay. okay. 
Northeast Indiana. Yeah, another and, very conservative place. Yes. Yeah. And I was the family secret. Okay. Of course, it wasn't a secret no. to anybody no. but my family. <laughs> oh my God. It was something we were ashamed of. <laughs> right. Right. Goodness gracious. And so, yeah, my mom would... Um, did you did you grow up with knowledge of this? Because, I mean, when you're three, some people don't have memories that go back that far. Yes, I did. Okay. And if I said that I was a boy, my mom would wash my mouth out with soap. Okay. She had... My grandmother had... It was my... I think my grandmother paid for it, but I'm not sure. Speaking of, um, you know, for you folks that have never had that happen to to have um, your mouth washed out with soap, it sounds like, oh, that's kind of a joke or something. It's actually extraordinarily painful because um, soap gets into your um, membranes, like in your nose and your sinuses, mm-hmm. and, and it burns. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite a punishment. If, you, if you've never had it happen, I got, I got to, I've had it happen before when I was a kid. And it's painful and it lasts a while. So, yeah, yeah. it's a harsh punishment, actually. It's very harsh. Yeah. And so I quickly learned that I had to play the part. Okay. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. I mean, from the beginning, you didn't have any choices. It's amazing that you've, you had so many surgeries by the time you were like three years old. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've had people say, oh, well, parents wouldn't do something like that. And I'm like, oh, parents do wrong things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> people just don't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know? doctors, too. Doctors do wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so as I was growing up, um, uh, we lived in a small town and it was just really hard. I would get bullied and mm. I'd get... Um, you know, it was kind of a talk of the town, I would think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, excuse me. When I became, um, going towards being a teenager, mm-hmm. um, adolescence, um, I didn't start to develop as a girl. Mm. Um, I was getting broader shoulders. Mm. Um, I remembered standing in my great aunt's bathroom with my hands on the seat going, I'm a boy. What is wrong with these people? Mm. And um, my aunt had a talk with me. You really don't want to be an, uh, a boy. Do you want to be a girl? Um, and um, my mom um, was just very demanding. Mm-hmm. And um, she would take me to the doctor's. And um, they would strap me down. And I was forced to have estrogen shots. Wow. Mm. And so I developed as a female, but I hated it. Yeah. You know, um, I was also threatened with estrogen shots as well, or or whatever kind of female hormone, um, because I, I didn't develop um, my menstruation until I was 16. So before then... The doctors wanted to come in and regulate that, regulate that for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty common. Um, but in your case, it's rather, uh, drastic. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's torture. At least I had a tiny bit of choice in there. You had no choice at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I'm amazed at how jovial you are actually, because, 
that would, I, I'm, I'm just amazed at that actually. I, I've had, um, the one thing that I, have you had a lot of therapy or? Well, I've had a lot of therapy, yeah. but the, the big thing that I've had is I had a relationship with God. Okay, great. Um, I was, I, my grandmother taught me to read at two and a half. Mm. I was really smart. Okay, I guess <laughs> and, so. And um, by the time I was, um, I believe it was four, they took a test and then at six they took a test. Mm. I was like one, 198. And, okay. Um, you're I talking was, about IQ. IQ. Yeah. I was I was very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, my first um, gift that I really remember ever just absolutely begging for and just mm-hmm. loving mm-hmm. was the World Book Encyclopedia oh, Britannica, yes, the right. red sa- collection that was no, real expensive. I know. I know. It was uh, super classy, right? If you had something like you, that. You were the it. That's of right. Perfection That's if you right. had that. That's right. <laughs> I sat down and I read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember doing that too, like <laughs> just starting and, and just flipping the pages and just, you know, going through a whole book like that. I also read, um, were you into like uh, World Magazine or, or uh, National Geographic? Oh, definitely. Yeah. World was like the kids version of National Geographic, but it's still pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't dumbing anything down. It was just more age appropriate. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 I loved it. And, um, my grandmother got a subscription so I could read the national one too. Yeah. 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 The funny thing is, is that I got through the whole encyclopedia in one week and, and, and I went to my grandmother. Those multiple volumes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and then and, you started in on Samuel John- Johnson's lexicon and uh, uh, then I, the, the, the Oxford old English dictionary. And... I actually did read the dictionary for fun. Okay. Me too. I, I did too. I, did, I still do that actually. I do too. Sometimes I, sometimes I find old dictionaries like from different time periods in the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, I found one that was post-war, just post-war. So it was early fifties and it was a friend of mine's when she was a little girl and she still had it and it had little, little notes that she had put in it and it had slang of the time, which came directly out of world war two, like world war two slang. And a lot of it was very militaristic, but that military language had infused itself into popular culture. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it was fascinating to me. Fascinating. Yeah. 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 And what I love about them is they give you a snapshot of the culture yeah, at the time. That's right. That's exactly They're not just what they the do. words, yeah. but the, the culture. And, and, and cookbooks as well. Yes. I love old cookbooks because it's like, okay, take a can of this and a can of that. And what decade are we in? You know, or, you know, or ones that talk about sweetbreads. Yeah. You know, like who still eats sweetbreads? Maybe some German elderly people. I don't know. But. For the time, that's what people were eating. Yeah. 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 And I do want to say, um, for any of my family or anybody that's listening that knows my mom, I'm not trying to be bad on my mom. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to talk badly about her. I just yeah. am, 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 am giving my facts. Yes. Yes. Um, my mom. Because it's your life. Yeah. It's and she life. really, I don't think she knew any better. Yes. I think she was mm. trying to do what was right. It just right. wasn't right. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's a power structure, structure that we are all in, right? And a lot of that, what we're talking about is the power structure of the medical associations who have so much power. I mean, when you go into, even me as an adult, I go in and I'm expected to be submissive. I'm not naturally submissive, right? I have to dumb myself down a little bit 
at the same time that I'm educate often educating the the person about being my being trans, but that's what's expected, you know, that you follow what they say. Yeah. 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 And when I came out here to Oklahoma, I didn't tell anybody because I was considered trans back then. Okay. And um and it wasn't trans by choice. Yeah. Right. It was trans by my mom's choice. Yeah. Yeah. And the doctor's choice. And so people viewed me as trans. Mm. And then when I decided to make the transition back to male, because mm-hmm. I was female for a long time. Okay. Um, did you feel like you were a trans person as a female person? Yes. Okay. All right. I always felt male. Okay. There was never a time that I felt like a female. Mm. Even when I had a brain injury and didn't know who I was. Yeah. I woke up thinking I was a boy. Wow. Mm. I didn't have any memories of anything. I didn't mm. know who I was or who anybody else was. Mm. And when I started to get my memories back, it was of being four years old. Mm. And um, I could tell you so that... So those very deep memories, the long-term ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say that um, the more painful memories are, mm. the more you remember them. Right. Because the deeper seated they that, are. That's because uh, we tend to um, focus on the negative because of it's a, it's a defense mechanism against predation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we hold on to the, the fear... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remembered the things that happened to me um, starting from being four years old. Mm. And I thought I was a boy. And yet I knew Gerald Ford was president. Mm. I knew my address. Okay. I, I, I mean, all the yeah. things that I knew about. And people you know, say, that also happens with Alzheimer's as well. People remember the things that they grew up with, but not at anything since then. You know, like the old music and. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was really quite um, a journey to mm-hmm. get back. Right. And then, <laughs> but you're building back a life that you didn't feel comfortable in. So that must have been really jarring, I bet. It, it was. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remembered my relationship with the Lord. Mm. I met him when I was four. Okay. And we had a situation where I was Jewish, but we had to hide it. Okay. Because we were in Northeast Indiana. Mm. And Ku Klux Klan was very mm. um, when, prevalent. When was this, by the way? 1974. Okay. I was, um, not, I was born in 1970. Mm-hmm. And um, I was born in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And then we moved up to a small town, um, Hoagland. Okay. Between uh, Fort Wayne and um, Indianapolis. Sure. And, um, so I saw crosses burn in people's yards. Oh, God. I saw all kinds of things happen. And, um, so. In the seventies. In the seventies. So it was life or death to not let anybody know. Yeah. And we would, um, leave for me to be able to go Mm. to another town for me to be able to go to a synagogue. Mm. And, um, my grandma would always take me and yet. She had bought a membership to so a Lutheran you would, church. You would go to another town to be able to go to synagogue. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry, that just hit me. Yeah. Okay. And, and then um, my um, grandmother had paid for us to have memberships to the Lutheran church. Okay. 
that she never stood foot okay in. so that was a cover that was the cover okay yeah and so yeah there's some places that you go to like the first question they ask you they don't care about anything else is what church you go to yeah yeah where are you a member yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so um it was really quite a a thing because i was having to learn how to navigate all these different mores mm. because my grandmother had rich friends my parents were poor yeah um so I was Jewish and Christian. Mm. I was male and female. Right. <laughs> right. And class-wise, you're kind of all over the place, too. I had to learn how to act when I'm around the rich people. Yeah. And how to act when I'm around poor people, because totally different mindsets. Yeah, yeah. And totally different belief systems. Mm-hmm. And you needed to be able to fit in. Right, right. Well, it's a good thing you're so intelligent so you can, you learned how to how to cope or how to adapt to that. I, I think, thank you, Lord, for that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it otherwise. Because wow. I'm a very independent person. Sure. And I'm a very nonconformist. Okay. <laughs> and so it was, and having to learn how to conform to all these different. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm also very nonconformist. So I get you. So I'm thinking to myself, how would I have dealt with that? That would have been really difficult because you're having to please everybody around you. And that's a big safety thing. Yeah. It's life or death. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the same time, you're like stirring inside because none of it sounds right. None of it sounds really right. Yeah. 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 And I have a very strong sense of right and wrong. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> oh no. I was oh, no. I was always um we're like twinsies. Yeah. We were talking about this beforehand. We were like he was like, uh, are you Scottish and Irish? And yeah. Oh, and we're both born in seventy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some German and some French and <laughs> Yeah, I have a little Norwegian and Yeah. I'm not I'm not in the Mensa side, but I was, you know, gifted quote unquote or whatever yeah yeah anyway yeah it's it's amazing how um it all sort of comes together i yeah you you're very resourceful uh that so you have a, a relationship with with the lord um is that coming from both of those traditions uh jewish and christian or do you favor one of the, uh, the over the other. What's going on with that? I I actually um, I consider myself Jewish. Okay. Um, I don't like to be called a Christian. Yeah. And yet, I would fit that mold. Yeah. I can I can operate in both realms because yes. I feel like I'm both. Yeah. But I don't like messianic. Yes. Because. So many people that I know that are Messianic yes. aren't actually Jews. What they are is Christians that got hurt, left Christianity, and started mm. their new religion. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> they pulled parts of Judaism. Yeah. And I went to a, a Messianic place one time, and um, they were saying how the Jews did this and the Jews did that. I was like, no, they don't. And they were like, yes, mm. they do. And I was like, no, they don't. I'm Jewish. I've never done that. <laughs> no self-respecting Jew would do that. <laughs> so I thought you were saying Messianic is kind of... Uh, just an, an adjective or, or something, you know, to describe something. But Messianic is an actual thing, an actual movement. Oh, there's actual movements okay. of Messianic people. Oh, I didn't then, know that. Yeah, and then okay. there's people that call themselves Hebrew roots. Okay. And then there's, um, so there's like three different denominations of Messianics. Okay. And one of them is Jewish people 
who have found the Messiah. And so they continue oh. to practice Judaism, but with adding um, the belief I in see. Jesus. I see. I and see. so there's that. Mm. And that's respectable. Mm-hmm. I know of some people in Kansas City and some different places that are messianic that mm-hmm. are, are great. Okay. But then there's the people that are messianic who have um, found themselves as outliers in the Christian community. Sure. And so they've just taken on some of the ideas of Judaism and some of the the roots of it and sort of form their own religion where they only do part of Christianity and part of that. Yeah. And then it's sort I've of... Heard, I've heard of some that are um, like Jewish people who've moved towards Christianity and they want to other people to do that and move away from Judaism. Is that part of this as well? No. No, okay. That's I something don't else. believe in um, proselytizing Jews. Yeah. Okay. That's what that is. Okay. Right. Okay. I, I don't I don't believe in that. Yeah. They um, they sound like very harmful people. Yeah. Um they're like some anti, of them are called like anti Jewish, in fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They call themselves some of them call themselves Jews for Jesus. Okay, that's and it. I've met mm-hmm. some of those that are nice and some yeah. of those that aren't. Um so Overall, they don't seem like a nice... They're the controversial people. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They they seem... Well, controversial is is the least of what you could say about them, I think. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, okay, so you're... So so my relationship with God Mm -hmm. is um, what really pulled me through. Uh Uh-huh. Believing that um, when I read the scriptures and like Jeremiah 33.3 says, Mm -hmm. call on me and I will answer you. And so I was like... This really resonates with mm-hmm. me, and yeah, it gave I, me a, a. I've heard that before. That that um, somebody's faith gave them the strength to transition, for instance, mm-hmm. which is different from you, but it gave somebody deep strength. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I've got a lot of church hurt, and I've I've got yeah, I've got um, Jewish hurt too, right? Um, and so I had always said that it's like. I can't blame God for what people do mm, because yeah. um, they're trying to represent God, but they've got their own f- ideas. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you read the Bible, what's the Bible about? The fall of man over and over <laughs> and over, you know, so yeah. it's, it's been really painful and mm. yet it's really grown my character. Okay. Cause for me learning um, the Jewish part, um, the idea that there's always three sides. Mm. They make this joke, two Jews, three opinions. Right. right. Um, but you see that same idea there's, in a I lot of different things. There's a lot of humility, I think, in Judaism as well, which I find in Christianity is not the case. It's more concretized belief and like this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas... There's a lot of discussion within Judaism. There's a lot of argument. There's a lot of interpretation that is respected and not just like, that is wrong and this is right. No, let's discuss it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and, the whole and, tradition, it seems like. Yeah. Um, one person has an opinion mm-hmm. um, and then the other person has their side and we all see things through the lens mm-hmm. of our experiences. Yeah. And then there's what actually happened. Mm, yeah. Right. And so... Um, when we can stop and try and look at things from somebody else's point of view, mm-hmm. then we can better understand. And this is an art that I feel like we've lost in in um, our nation. Because mm-hmm. we used to be able to 
listen to others and and have conversations mm-hmm. and um, come together. Sure. And now we're so divided. Yeah. And people think, I've heard people say, well, if you agree with that policy, then you're not a Republican. And if you're not a Republican, then you're not on God's side. Sure. And I've had other people say, well, if you're not, if you associate with those Republicans and you're not a Democrat mm-hmm. and so you can't um, be for us and so you're against us and so we're going to attack you. And I'm like, wait a minute, why can't we just talk? Mm-hmm. What is your point of view? What is your story? Why do you think that? Yeah. Because if I'm wrong, I want to know. But I've also got information and experiences that you've never had. Yeah. Yeah. And so- I can I can see that in terms of like, um, you know, discussing uh you know, the experience of trans people or intersex people and that sort of thing. And, you know, I would hope that people would listen to that, you know, or the experience of people of color here in the U.S. or immigrants and, you know, gay people, etc. But personally, I actually, I know this goes against everything that you you just said, but I actually like that there's polarization right now because there are some bad ideas out there. And unfortunately, we see them being enforced by the state. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me so upset. Yeah. (laughs) And so I'm glad that people are against that. And I want to see more people against that. Right. Less working with the Republicans to get this stuff passed and less, less um, passivity about wrong that's happening. Right. Exactly. The and things that have been going wrong for a long time, too. Not just right now, but things that have been going wrong for a long time. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And so we were talking about how um, kind of state, and the state and medical systems, et cetera, are, are um, dealing with trans people as well as intersex people. And um, you mentioned that something's going on with the uh, governor, who's very right wing, who unfortunately just got reelected. Um, what is that quote that you just mentioned? Um, Governor Stitt, um, when he learned that, and this is from an article called Fear of Non-Binary and Intersex People Ignores Medical Science. Mm. And it's by Anna Poole. And you can look it up on the web. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it said, when Governor Stitt learned that his Oklahoma State Department of Health had settled a lawsuit by establishing a process for people to amend their birth certificates to show non-binary sex designation, he released the flawed statement, I believe that people are created by God to be male or female, period. There's no such thing as intersex or non-binary sex. Mm. And Mm. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Lord help us. And, you know, (laughs) it's it's actually quite common. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, intersex conditions are are actually quite common. Yeah, and Oklahoma State Senator Michael Bergstrom said, when babies are born, they're either male or female based on their genitalia. Hmm. Unfortunately, neither one of these men are scientists, experts, doctors, or intersex individuals themselves. Right, and that's the problem (laughs) when we have politicians trying to uh, legislate what you know, medical providers do trying to get in between um, doctors and their patients, between parents and their children, etc. Um, it's that that certainly isn't conservative. You know, promoting the government getting into people's private lives that doesn't sound conservative to me. Exactly, yeah. and this has been very confusing to me because um, they talk about um, the Democrats being communist and fascist, yeah, right? 
And yet they're talking about telling me what I can do with my health care and yeah. the health care of my children. Right. And um, they're not promoting family values. No. Even though they're standing on that as their platform. Right. And so um, I had been a lifelong Republican, and this has really caused me to not be a Republican. Mm. Um, right so now. So when did you make that shift, by the way? Um, it was about two years ago. Oh, okay. Recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you um, like a Trump supporter or any anything like that? Or No, I wasn't a Trump okay. supporter. Yeah. Um, that's kind of going too far there. <laughs> that's, that's really why. Because um, I don't believe that um, people change their colors just overnight. Okay. Mm. And, and by colors, what do you mean? Um, people have said to me... Um, how can you support someone that would um, be bad for women? Okay. And I'm like, um, that's the question I have for you. Mm. Because in my opinion, humble as I try to be, um, Trump was very um, loved by some, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, rappers really loved him. <laughs> yeah, he was part of like so many rap songs. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet... I saw him be bad towards people. Yes. Um, yeah. Just watch The Apprentice. Sure. I really don't believe that show was fake. No, no. He he's, <laughs> he, he had he's a just, disrespect for he's people. Just abusive, just casually all the time. Yeah. And so, um, mm-hmm. and then he and chaotic, in chaotic, chaotic, and he tre- he yeah. fed on chaos and he treated yes. people, um, especially women, with a lot of disrespect. Yes. Yeah. And then. Um, just because you're you're praying for him and you've put a label on him, I'm sorry, but I don't know that that always makes it true. Mm-hmm. I think denial is a very powerful thing as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, what made you a Republican? I guess what was about Republican politics that um, that you appreciated? Well, I was for. Um, Small government. Big, big truck out there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was for small government. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the government in my stuff. Okay. So you're kind of on the libertarian edge of that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because that's family values um, um, and having um, small government, not yeah. not having them interfere with, with me. Because of what happened to me, especially... Yeah. I, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I once had an interview where I was the subject. Um, nothing was came up came about that she was actually doing a, a big project with the Knight Foundation and and MIT and all that. But I don't know. She didn't she didn't actually report on anything about me. But um, at some point, she was asking about my early life and because I had my parents had incarcerated me in a mental hospital when I was young because of basically being queer and trans and all that stuff. And then she she kind of got it. Oh, this is why you're so contrarian. This is why you're you're so for um, individual liberty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> because it was taken away from me. Yes. Absolutely. And you find out how valuable it is. Yeah. When you have no rights, suddenly you really want your rights. You really want to fight for those. And it, it's it made an indelible mark on me, of course. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And um, I, I became a therapist. Mm, okay. Um, I've been under supervision right now. I'm unemployed. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you're in your hours you're, that you have to do in order to become a therapist? Or, yeah, here okay. in Oklahoma. Um, it's like st- clinical hours or something? Yeah, yeah, you have the school process of you do your big long practicum in an internship. Mm-hmm. And then you take the test and you graduate. Yeah. And then you have 3,000 more hours that yes, you have to right. do afterwards. Right, it's like right. a residency for a doctor. Right, right. And um, so I have been in that process for about five years. Okay. And um, I had worked with a lot of um, trans youth mm-hmm. and a lot of intersex and non-binary people, um, as well as just abuse and all kinds yeah. of things. How does this hook up with the Republicanism the, or we were just talking about that. Well, freedom. The, the freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've seen in with kids is that they don't have that right. Mm. And the Republican Party right now has moved with so many bills to um, uh, make sure that transgender people can't use the bathroom. Yes, right. That people can't play in sports. Mm-hmm. That people can't get health care. Yeah. And it's like... Parents can't help their trans kids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, at the same point, the Republicans have been very against mental health. Yeah. And especially coming out of this pandemic, oh, yes. there's such a need for mental health. Yes. And you can see that all around Oklahoma, too. There's a lack of services, mm-hmm. a big lack of services here. Yeah. Yeah. So the state government is really um, failing failing people who have mental health problems here. I, I believe yeah, so. Yeah. And I believe that this isn't the Republican Party that's... I, I was a Ronald Reagan Republican okay. Party. Okay. So you've just seen a change uh, in the Republican Party and you just can't be a part of them anymore, basically. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So before you connected on some issues, but now it's it's too far right, too authoritarian yeah yes and i am seeing so many of my clients um that parents are republican yeah and they're like but this this isn't what we signed up for yeah right yeah and and so actually a lot of those parents get involved in p-flag too and even start their own chapters it's because it's parents parents of of lesbian and gay and trans people and sometimes those parents are very conservative and they find that there's no support for their kids so they start P-Flag chapters. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so um, it's really important for them to realize that there's resources. Yeah. Yeah. You have to dig for them. You have to look. Yeah. Well, uh, P-Flag, like I just mentioned, is a great place to start, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want people to have hope. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how is that possible? To find hope? Oh, well... I believe there's several ways. Okay. <laughs> um, of course, first, I really believe that having a relationship with God is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's, that's where I get my hope. Yeah. But another way to get hope is to take action. Okay. Yeah. Not sit and be like, do the P flag. Yeah. Um, get involved. Look at resources. Find yourself a community of people that will support you. Um, realize that um, just like I don't want everybody to assume that, and I have it all the time, where people assume because I transitioned, oh, they're trans. Mm. I don't believe there's anything wrong with trans. Yeah. I belong to trans groups. Mm-hmm. I'm 
I you, have gone under the label of trans. Do you feel like you're under the trans umbrella? I like do. I mentioned earlier. Because I've yeah. grown up in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Even though it was it's somewhat imposed it, on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Well, not somewhat. It was imposed It on was you. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for a while there, I had... Um, I didn't believe I was trans. Mm. But then I became to believe that I have lived the trans experience. Yeah. I am trans. Yeah. And I'm intersex. Right. I can be both.